Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining. This is Taco About Wellness, a podcast from the Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness Center. And I am your health coach, Courtney Handelin. And I am your other health coach, Natasha Schultz. So how are you doing today, Tasha? <laughs> I am so good, Courtney. I'm excited to be recording our first official pilot episode of our Taco Belt Wellness podcast. How are you? Yeah, same. Actually, you know what? I'm feeling kind of sluggish. And <laughs> so today we're going to talk about exercise. Hopefully it's okay. I gave that away right away. And I have a, a confession to make, Tasha. Are you ready to hear this? I want to hear it. Give it to me. Okay. I usually get up early and walk my dog and do Pilates or some other form of exercise in the morning. And this morning I did not. It's okay. I won't tell anyone your secret. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now everyone knows already. But um, I will just say that I have been feeling sluggish from missing out on that. Um, you don't need to go in the, the details or reasons why I decided to skip it this morning, or unfortunately, it was decided for me that I was going to skip it. But um, for someone who usually does activity in the morning, it's hard when you miss out on that. And I'm glad you brought that up because while our topic this episode is going to be about exercise um, and physical activity is something that, you know, we like to share with our coaching clients during conversations is things that we do ourselves. And, you know, I kind of like to pride myself on saying we never recommend um, activity or exercise to people that we wouldn't do ourselves. So we usually get asked for suggestions or things that we like to enjoy doing um, with our friends or family and share those uh, suggestions with with you guys and with our coaching clients. So, um, you know, a really common misconception, I think, is that, it, and Courtney, this just kind of triggered <laughs> triggered my, um, my mind to think about this, was um, people, I think, have the misconception that um, exercising makes you more tired. And I feel that based off of both research and evidence, but also experience um, personally and in coaching, hearing from other people, um, that just like you said, Courtney, you're feeling kind of sluggish and tired from missing your routine exercise because, of course, you know, over time, your body gets acclimated to that. And it really does help uh, release endorphins and serotonin, um, which are those, you know, feel good, happy chemicals in our brain that also give us energy. Um, And of course, exercise regularly increases our metabolic rate, um, all things that give us a little bit more um, energy and oomph to get through the day. So when we miss out on that, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's pretty normal to feel a little tired and sluggish. So, so don't, don't kick yourself um, but thanks for sharing that with us. Well, honesty is key, but thank you for giving me <laughs> grace. <laughs> so I kind of shared a little bit about my exercise routine. You know, I do walk my dog in the morning, do lots of walking coaching, which I love. Um, I do try to do Pilates. My goal is to do 15 minutes every day, but at least I try to do it um, four days a week. If, if not more on the weekends, usually I can do longer sessions And I try to do yoga. Um, Again, my goal would be like two to three times a week, but at least once a week if I can't do more. And then I also do a a bar class Um, that gives me a little bit more cardio and a little more strength, I guess, as well. Um, I will admit and say that I could use some more cardio 
and would like to do more cardio. But when you have a lot going on on your plate and you got little kids, sometimes it's hard to get it all in. So you got to work with with what you got and set your goals for when when life might be different and work with what you have. So that's what I do. Tasha, do you mind sharing with us and our audience what your exercise routine looks like? I would love to. And I'm so glad you said that, Courtney, about just starting wherever you are at and doing the best you can with what you got. (laughs) Um, Because we all know that life happens, it throws curveballs at us, and we might have the best intentions to like your morning went today to get a workout in um, before work, but maybe the kids or the dog um, have a different plan for us. So when time does allow and schedule, you know, does permit some of the things that I like to do for exercise is playing volleyball. And that was something um, pre-pandemic, pre-COVID that, of course, I liked to do with groups of friends, um, though now it's just just my boyfriend and I, um, you know, we'll kind of hit the ball around together outside, um, trying to take advantage of this nice weather a couple times a week whenever we can um, to do some activities outside. I love cardio. <laughs> That's been my bread and butter since since uh, I was a little kid. So, um, you know, maybe not as much hard, long running as I used to do, you know, I am, I am getting older, ripe ripe old age of 30. Um, (laughs) So trying to, to help my knees um, stay, stay in good shape um, for as long as possible. So I I might not do as much running, but definitely um, cardio for me is my preference. I love cycling. Um, Swimming is great. And that's a nice low impact one too, for anyone that might have um, currently like existing joints, knee back pain, um, is, is you can do some good water exercises. I also like, um, just a nice walk again outside, you know, when it's, it's nice, which it has been lately and only over the next few weeks going to get nicer with this beautiful fall weather. This is my, my favorite time of year. So, um, when not outside, I'll do something indoors, ellipticaling, Um, or kind of jogging on the treadmill. And I've been trying to get more, thanks to you, Courtney, into, been trying to get more into yoga and Pilates, things that help me focus on keeping my heart rate up, but also I'm incorporating flexibility and strengthening and toning um, because those are things that I have noticed, again, as I've gotten older that I need to focus on. Okay, yeah. So I'm glad that you had brought up the point that exercise can and really should change um, throughout the years as you get older, because unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it. And we're all getting older every second of the day. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, Courtney? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it is important to look at and, and to always be listening to your body, too. Um, so the just to put it out there for anyone who doesn't know, though, Our listeners are all very smart, so I'm sure they do. But let's just throw it out there, the the basic numbers again. So the American College of Sports Medicine, um, the CDC, I mean, probably anywhere you look, they all say the same. But we've all they've all come to an agreement that adults should try to shoot for at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. And really, you can break that up. 
um, however you want, even in, in bouts of, of 10 minutes, um, which, which as I had said earlier, I, I clearly do break that up in 10 minutes, 15 minutes where I can. Um, so if you can't get to a full 30 minute session, that's, that's totally okay. Um, you should also do resistance training though. And they do say, they recommend that adults should train all the major muscle groups two or three days per week, depending on, you know, what fits your schedule. Um, but so I would say, you know, at least two days a week, you should do that. Try to work all the different muscle groups, um, a variety of exercises, a variety of equipment. And then flexibility is also important to look at, flexibility and balance. And you should do that um, two to three days a week as well, if, if not more often. Yeah, I think that's um, important that you brought that up, Courtney, because right now I'm looking at you know, the definitions and the differences between exercise and just exactly what that is versus physical activity and being generally active throughout the day. So I think this might be a really great transition point, um, you know, to just kind of highlight the fact that there are differences between exercise and physical activity. Unfortunately, it might not be the news that's, that you want to hear, but physical activity is defined as any bodily movement produced by skeletal muscles that require energy expenditure. So physical activity encompasses all activities at any intensity um, performed during the day or night. So a really great example, you know, is just on the most basic level, walking from your car into work. Or if you aren't going into work these days, you're walking from, um, you know, wherever you are working at home, to the kitchen or the bathroom or outside to get the mail. Just moving around on the basic energy requirements that are needed to move you, physically move you throughout your day. Um, that is being physical, physically active. Um, people, you know, say walking their dog, going for a hike, you know, those things are, are also physical activities. However, exercise has a little bit different definition and therefore some different examples. So ex exercise is a specific activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. And then further explains exercise improves our heart and lung power. So if keeping that in mind, if you're thinking about the level of expenditure it takes you to take your dog for a walk or to walk around your house or walk around work, probably doesn't qualify as exercise, right? Maybe isn't enough <laughs> um, energy expenditure to improve your heart and lung functioning. So that's where we like to just do some education around what is exercise and what does that look like for you? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be running a marathon, but it should probably be something a little bit more exertive than, you know, just walking around the block. Does that make sense, Courtney? Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, like you said, what does that mean for you? Because, you know, if you're less physically fit, for some people, like for some people, honestly, like for coaching clients, sometimes the walk that I take them on, um, you know, we go up a big hill, our, our heart rates get up, like even my heart rate gets up. And for some people, like 
that does count as, as towards that cardiorespiratory exercise for them. Um, and even for myself, it does, but really I should only count about like eight minutes of that walk where my heart rate is really up. That should count towards my 150 minutes for the week. Um, because for me, like walking my dog, that's good physical activity. You know, I'm moving and, and I want to speak to like that versus sedentary behavior in just a second, but, but that's not, that's just, you know, being active versus like you said, like, it's not necessarily a structured exercise unless if I can make it that way, you know, to, to fit my level so that I'm really focusing on getting my heart rate up. Um, and I think you could look at that too, with the 10 minutes, you know, some people say like, well, I can't like, what is 10 minutes? It's not good for anything. And I think it depends on, on what you're doing. You know, if 10 minutes is just like, like you said, taking a walk around the block for someone who might be more physically fit um, or Tasha, for you and I, who are young, you know, we're in our, in our, we're 30, um, young, <laughs> healthy, like just the 10 minute walk around the block. Like that's good, but that's not really like, you're probably Enough. not going to get your mm-hmm. heart rate up a leisurely walk. Right. Right. Whereas um, if you're not so fit, that might be harder, but we, you or I, or you know, anyone, even someone who's 60 and healthy can do 10 minutes. If you know, like, okay, I've got 10 minutes right now and I'm going to, you know, do some lunges, do some squats, do, you know, all these different things. And your heart rate's going to be up that, you know, the majority of that time, but that's 10 minutes of cardio respiratory exercise. So yeah, it is, it is variable. There are a lot of different things you can do, but I think, yeah, you really just need to listen to your body and know, you know, can I truly count that as cardio? <laughs> um, and I, and if you don't mind, I would like to just point out and take us to that, that piece of ultimately being physically active is still a benefit for you. So even if you're not at the point where you can get 150 minutes of cardiovascular exercise in you being active and, and, you know, taking the stairs when you can, or taking a walk around your office every hour, getting that, you know, 250 steps an hour that those, those out there who wear some type of um, like watch or tracker device probably are are familiar with um, that's still helpful for your overall health. And it helps to fight what we call like sedentary disease or sitting disease um, it reduces that sedentary time. Right. Um, even though it might not be able to count towards that, you know, goal of 150 minutes of exercise. So yeah. we also need to I'm make glad. sure. Yeah. So I was just going to sure say, what, also, go ahead. yeah, sorry. Make sure that we're, you know, not spending all our day being sedentary. Um, I did see a study that had said two hours. So you could be at the gym, you know, pumping iron and running on that treadmill for two hours. And then your whatever it takes to get you that 150 minutes, just two hours of sitting is going to cancel that out if you're sitting straight for two hours. Um, so it's important not only to have exercise, physical activity, but also just movement through the day and reducing how much, how long you're sedentary for. I'm glad you mentioned that because that answered the question I was going to ask you, but I'll ask it anyway, um, just for, to kind of showcase our point and hopefully to answer any other um, lingering thoughts and questions that might be out there on this topic. So Courtney, if I were, you know, your coaching client and I were seeing you for um, increasing and improving my uh, physical activity and exercise habits, 
maybe for um, disease prevention or management or weight loss or management, um, you know, talking about getting some ideas for how to move more throughout my day, I would say, okay, so I'm walking my dog around the block, you know, maybe two to three nights a week for about 20 minutes each. And that's all I really have time for, you know, does that count as physical activity or exercise? And what you're seeing is that that's good activity, but however, likely not producing enough exertion to be counting towards that 150 minutes a week of exercise that we should be striving for. Is that right? I mean, that's what I would say, depending on that person, right? It's really up to you. Does that count? Do you feel like you're getting your heart rate up? Um, You know, are you sustaining that activity? Walking the dog is great, but it often involves and sniffing, which is also good in its own manner. Um, I mean, assuming that people aren't also laughing and sniffing the, the poop that other people, that the dogs are sniffing, but, um, you know, it's good to do those things. But yeah, depending on the person, that might not be enough to cut it, unfortunately, unless if you're able to get your dog to pick up the pace for part of that so you can get your heart rate up a little bit um, and do kind of some interval work there. Does that kind of answer the question? Is that how you, how, is there a different way you would explain it to a coaching client yourself? Yeah. So it sounds like, again, putting myself in the coaching client's chair, um, you know, it sounds like what you're telling me is to kind of listen to my body and gauge, you know, whether I am getting a good uh, activity uh, workout in or not. And if it's kind of a leisurely, just nice stroll, that's great. Counts towards that physical being physically active time that what you were saying earlier combats a sedentary um, lifestyle, but maybe a need to explore other ways to incorporate specific exercises. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, and it's so true that we really just encourage people listen to your body. And a really common question that we get is what is the best type of exercise then, which is a really common follow-up question to the, the hypothetical conversation that I just had, you know, playing the person that, that we might be coaching in a very, you know, common um, conversation discussion is, okay, it sounds like you're getting some good movement in, some good activity in during your day, whether it's at work, you have stairs you might do sometimes, or walking the dog around the block a couple days a week, which we all know, too familiar with, will unfortunately likely come to an end here over the next couple months um, in the Midwest. However, um, you know, we like to tell people that there is no one best exercise, right? It's whatever you enjoy um, and whatever you can do, uh, comfortably, safely, but listen to your body and explore different types of activities and exercises, maybe that you haven't tried yet. Maybe there's a new type of, you mentioned earlier, Courtney, you take a bar class. Um, some people might not know what that is. Some people may have heard of things like Zumba or salsa, but maybe never tried them. So we really encourage people to, you know, maybe look outside of their, their comfort zone or look outside of what their previous normal has been and try something different and they might fall in love with it. And the reason why we answer the question of what is the best exercise with it's whatever you enjoy um, and can do is that if you are doing something that you look forward to, 
well, chances are you're going to continue doing it. <laughs> um, you know, like we were saying before, if we told everyone that the only way to exercise and the best exercise was running would really turn a lot of people away <laughs> from, from coaching, certainly, and from exercise. Um, running doesn't appeal, you know, to everybody. So keep that in mind, folks, if you're looking for ways to exercise and types of exercises to do, um, you know yourself better than anyone else. That's another one of my favorite sayings. So think about what you like. Think about what would bring you joy and also bring you good activity. Yeah. And I would just say too, that I'm glad that you brought up those kind of some fun alternatives, you know, like the salsa dancing or Zumba, because it doesn't have to be the same every week. And it's actually good if you mix it up. So, you know, for myself, like I said, I know cardio, you know, I'm getting it in small bursts and I'm, I'm sure there's weeks where I'm not getting 150 minutes of cardio respiratory exercise at this point in my life. But we do always try to plan in on a weekend or even a Friday, you know, somewhere where I can fit it in where we go for a hike or we do something. Um, in the winter, I like to do snowshoeing if I can, you know, I um, also like to do kayaking if I can. So even if you just have something that you schedule in, like something fun that is good for you, uh, you also said salsa dancing and love that idea. Um, try to schedule that in once a week, try different things, do things with friends or family if you can, though I know it's, you know, it's kind of hard in, in a pandemic world to do those things um, with other people, but you can certainly mix it up and, and try different things to see what you like or keep it fresh and interesting. And Courtney, speaking of keeping things fresh and interesting, I would like to take just a moment to share an example of one of the fresh and interesting exercises that I did over the summer. I actually found an outdoor aquatic cardio class through the Burlington Wellness Center, and it was in a nice big pool, only a few people in the class, very well spaced out, so it was definitely safe and compliant with the current pandemic COVID climate, and it was a really effective form of exercise. This class was a full 60 minutes, and by the time you got done, you know, you've been in the water, so you're getting out and you hadn't really realized how hard you were working, and not really sweaty because you were in the water and your heart rate's up, and it was just not only fun, but it was very effective and it was something new that I hadn't done really since our college days. If you'll remember Courtney at our alma mater, Stevens Point, for those who may not know, Courtney and I went to the same undergraduate college and so it was great to reconnect with that type of new and different activity for me and we recommend that for a lot of others as well. Not just for, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Courtney, um, older people, but for anyone who is looking for something new to try something different. And we always joke too, there are plenty of people, myself included, who might not love the sweat appeal of exercising. And so this is something that is different, gives you a different environment and takes your mind off of that. I love that you shared that. Did you know, uh, here's a fun little uh, secret about me. It's not really a secret. Actually, it's not a secret at all. But did you know that <laughs> I was an aquatic instructor, group fitness aquatic instructor for a while? Were you teaching the group fitness aquatic classes at Stevens Point? Or no, was that no, after? I didn't do it then. I did it after college. Yeah, I did um, for a couple of years at a couple of different YMCA's. 
um, mostly was like active older adult kind of classes, silver sneakers and stuff. But yeah, in the water is yeah a great way to exercise, especially if you have some limitations um, and you can still get a good cardio workout in the water. So absolutely. Courtney, I did not know that. I feel like a bad friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, don't. You're not a bad friend at all. She is a fabulous friend. Anyone who's looking for a friend. <laughs> I, I pay her. I pay her to say that actually. <laughs> I, well, we have a great friendship and a great working relationship and you know, before we started recording um, this episode for you today, we we're kind of just running through, of course, what we we're going to maybe discuss and um, what are some things that we've heard, you know, over the years with coaching, common questions and things like that, myths to address. And one of them, Courtney, if you don't mind, I'll kind of just throw it out there right now is um, the, the idea that doing crunches or sit-ups gives us abs, right? So the more sit-ups and the more crunches we do, um, the thinner and the, the nicer our belly will look, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> it. I've heard it. I've even seen it on uh, like health magazine, women's health. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so now that I've thrown that myth out there and spoiler yeah. alert, it is, a, it is a myth. Um, <laughs> Courtney, do you, <laughs> Are Courtney, you do you, I've been doing crunches every day for the last 10 years. That is, that makes sense why I don't have flat abs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's perfect. I was just going to ask, do you want to, to start us off and, and talk about why that is a myth? Yeah, sure. Of course. So, um, yeah, unfortunately when we're doing exercises and especially in this one, as we speak to like, you know, crunches or sit-ups or whatever you're doing, um, though you can target specific, like you're obviously focusing on a specific muscle group area, um, and doing that doesn't tell your body like, oh, hey, let's get rid of these fat stores that are here because this muscle's moving in. Um, so unfortunately, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work quite the way that sometimes magazines like us to believe the magazine headlines because you know, they have to sell something too. Um, it, it, you know, it will strengthen your muscles, but it's not going to get rid of fat. Um, and Tasha, your favorite tagline has been, um, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? I'd love to. And you're right, Courtney, that's something that comes up a lot in coaching. So I find myself saying it a lot. Um, I try to keep, you know, our phrases or words of wisdom to nice, fun, concise takeaway sentences. And so one to remember is you're right, Courtney, abs are made in the kitchen. Um, another one that goes along with that is you can't work off a bad diet. So coming more in our next episode will be, you know, nutritional tips. What does a good diet look like? And what are some things that you can do in the kitchen to get abs or at least to lose um, some of that midsection, um, you know, belly area that you might be hoping to, to tone and to firm up. So what you're seeing, Courtney, is, um, you know, the, the exercises and core strengthening is important. We don't want to imply that it's not because it certainly is for lots of things, um, balance, coordination, muscle tone, 
um, and function. However, right, doing abs and crunches, <laughs> unfortunately, while it, it might be building some muscle, um, like you so eloquently stated, it's not going to kick out that fat tissue um, in the adipose cells that, is, that lay on top of the muscle. So you're not really going to see maybe a whole lot of payoff for all of that effort you're putting in at the gym. So when we talk about abs are made in the kitchen, we like to give some Again, really quick, simple, easy takeaways that you can start implementing in the kitchen or wherever in your lifestyle to hopefully see some, some payoff and some benefits. One of those things is kind of along with our taco about wellness theme for a Mexican dish. And I know I love tacos in a bowl, in a wrap with chips. It doesn't matter how they come. I love anything taco. I know Courtney does too. That may or may not have been uh, an, a, the driving idea behind our podcast name. But the, the point is for a good ingredient substitute in the kitchen, if you're looking for ways to uh, maybe, you know, slim and tone that belly by watching what you eat. If you've ever tried substituting Greek yogurt, like the, the plain, non-fat, non-flavored, really thick, nice and creamy Greek yogurt. Um, it can't be like the regular plain yogurt. It has to be Greek because that's the thicker stuff. And believe me, it makes a difference when you're putting it on things like tacos. Um, so try substituting that for sour cream. And I've actually done this before. Uh, this is my confession, Courtney. Are you ready for this? My confession for today's podcast. All right. All right. So a few years ago, I actually brought and made some, uh, you know, like my healthy version of tacos um, to coworkers. And I didn't tell them that the bowl, I, you know, I just like brought like a little plastic bowl um, and scooped Greek yogurt into it, I didn't tell them that that was Greek yogurt and not sour cream. I just poured it in a bowl, hid the Greek yogurt container <laughs> back in the bag, stuck a spoon in the bowl and called it good. And people didn't like question. Um, actually, they didn't even think twice. They just put it on their tacos or in their, if they were going, you know, to save carbs, which is another tip to, to go without the tortilla, just putting their toppings in a bowl. Um, you know, put a dollop of the Greek yogurt on top as you would like sour cream. Went to sit down at the tables in the cafeteria and we're, we're eating, you know, enjoying it. And I kind of walked around and I said, Hey, how's everything? Like, can I get you guys anything? Um, you know, how's it tasting? They're like, really good. And actually a couple people said, what it, is this sour cream or is this a different type of sour cream or, or what, what type is this? Um, and I said, actually, I'm glad you asked. It is not sour cream. It is in fact, Greek yogurt. And, <laughs> and I want to kind of do that social experiment again, just to like try to capture the reactions from people because the looks on their faces were just, it was so good. You guys, um, it was a mix of shock <laughs> <laughs> um, but also kind of like a hint of pride, like, oh, oh, th that's surprising. But hey, look at me. I'm being healthy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and so I filled, 
Yeah. So I've actually given the same recommendation to um, a lot of our coaching participants that have kids. So any parents out there, you know, if you have picky eaters at home or maybe suspicious eaters, um, and maybe they're not kids, maybe it's, you know, your significant other um, that uh, that you want to try and sneak healthier foods into their diet. That's a great way to do it. Um, you know, just kind of quietly swap it out um, when you're, if you're, you know, making some taco bowls or, or some make your own tortillas, um, have a bowl, pour out some Greek yogurt into it, stick a spoon in it, hide the container back in the fridge or wherever, um, and just see what they think. And uh, usually when I recommend that people come back and say, yeah, I tried it. And, um, no one really questioned it. Actually, they liked it. And the reason I like the Greek yogurt is because it's thicker. So it has a really nice consistency. Um, it just, it's a little bit more satisfying, a bit more filling. Um, you still have that, that tang, that, that tartness, the sourness as you would from sour cream. Um, and especially when it's mixed in with everything else in a tortilla or a taco bowl, you know, you really can't tell. So I recommend that you are saving a ton of fat and calories um, by ditching the sour cream and going for Greek yogurt, not to mention the Greek yogurt has way more protein and is a great source of probiotics, which is key for our gut health. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that story, Tasha. We use Greek yogurt at my house too. And, uh, that seems to go over pretty well, especially like you said, if it's mixed in other things or used to make like in dips, no one really can tell the difference. So do you have anything else to share in the world of exercise today? Oh, well, I do, but not today. I mean, we want to, uh, you know, always do something for next time. So yeah, I, I'm good with the things that we covered. I hope we um, were able to answer some questions, address some healthy um, suggestions and myths that are out there. Uh, Courtney, I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today as we taco about wellness, you can give us a call or shoot us an email with any questions that you have, or if you have a myth you would like us to bust, please subscribe and listen in so you get updates anytime we release a new episode. And you can find us anywhere you are getting your podcast. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.